0: hold on. Get my papers. Get my Bible, you know. Everyone needs a good Bible. That's my horse. Say hi, horse. Okay, yeah. It's all right. How you doing this morning? Well, first I just want to start off. um, How many of you are excited about Jesus? How many of you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? come on he's a lot better than that (laughs) he's a lot better than that (laughs) every time we sing that song up there how great this is our God you know and we sing how great is your love you've died I can't remember the whole words because it was on the screen we go through that song and we sing this is our God man that does something to me that does something to me and my question is, does that do something to you? <laughs> that wrecks me. To know my God and what he sacrificed. And the work that he did on the cross. That that's not, that's not the completeness. Like that's the beginning. What he did, he finished, the, I mean he did finish the whole work on the cross. But that was the beginning part for us. Do you understand that? And that cross, that, that everything that he went through... Isn't just so you can get into heaven and squeak through the doors and say, phew, I made it. I just want to let you all know that. So anyways, that's just kind of a pre-thing. How many of you guys are going through a new season? Yeah, we have school starting back. Some people, you know, you might, this might be a new church to you. It's kind of new. Um, Some of you, people are leaving. That's a new season. Um... You know, this, this kind of time of year kind of brings new seasons and changes and stuff. Well, we are also going through a new season. I have been homeschooling for going on 19 years this year. I have, uh, we'll have four sons that, that I homeschooled through graduation. And uh, loving and serving the Lord. And Grant's my last. Love you, Grant. You're awesome. And um, the Lord has um, really been leading CJ and I to put our youngest two into um, Christian school. And uh, so that's a new season, a different school. And some of you are like, and it's so funny to tell people that and to get different reactions. I'm just telling you, it's hilarious. Because some people are like, oh, you're doing that, huh? Okay. Are you backsliding? No. Okay. (laughs) Maybe she's getting old and you're getting weary, you know. (laughs) Some people are like, "Yay, you've been saved. Are all your other homeschoolers? No, just because this is what the Lord has told us to do. How many of you know, it's so important to listen to what the Lord tells you to do. Amen. You know, he told us at the beginning to homeschool our children. Um, we did that faithfully Our awesome. Wonderful. I've, I've loved every minute of it. Now he's telling us to do something new. And so it's so important to listen. I would do it all again. I love everyone. For for those of you who don't know me, I have six children. My name's Lisa. I don't know if you got that. I have six children. And um, so we're kind of going into this new season here. Um, And uh, it is so important that we listen to the Lord. And we know what he's taking us through. The other morning, um, I woke up. I wake up every morning. That's good. That's a good thing, Lisa. Uh, (laughs) um, I like to have fun. I'm not very, you know, like some preachers are really like, well, stay with the notes, you know, and be just like this and very methodical. I'm just not like that. So just love me anyways, and it's going to be okay, okay? Let Jesus speak to you. um, And what, what he tells you to do. So, but... One morning, um, I was going to wake up early, sign and wonder there if I wake up early, and my husband, he wakes up early every morning, and he has an iPhone. You guys know, how many of you guys wake up with like iPhones or your, um, your devices, your phones? You know, electronic things. Not the, not the old-fashioned thing that we used to plug in the wall and have to set and stuff like, like an iDevice, right? Where's my iPhone? I, wanna, I don't want yours although I love yours. Okay, like, you know, like this. So he has it set to go off, and you know, there's different ringtones that you can do, and you can set them to. Well, my husband has a ringtone, then he turns his phone all the way down, and then so it just kind of does this vibrating thing, like me, you know, but like really quiet. Have you ever heard of that vibrating? Okay. it's It's very quiet. Unless it's on your body, you can feel it. You don't always hear it, and so I'm explaining all this because I know not everybody understands this concept of I devices and things. Um, And uh, I usually don't hear. He does it so he doesn't wake me up because he likes me to get rested because I'm in such a better mood when I get a good night's sleep. And um, (laughs) just saying, it's okay. Jesus still loves me. Um, So, um, but this morning, that morning when it went off, um, I kind of heard it and I woke up and I was, and right when I woke up, I thought, Lord, um, how in the world can he hear that go off? How does that wake him up? And so clearly the Holy Spirit answered me and said, because he's trained his ear to hear it. And I was definitely, that woke me up. Like, whoa. And so the Holy Spirit began speaking to me and was asking, you know, what is the Lord training your ear to hear? You know, we all come from so many different backgrounds, lifestyles. You know, but one thing that we have in common is Christ, right? Jesus. And I'm going to tell you, if you don't know Jesus, if you've never made that connection with him, if you've never surrendered your life, I just ask to do it today. I just ask you to do that today. We get Christianity from so many, being a Christian from so many things, we pull it out of the air, especially here in the States. Especially here in the States, we think being a Christian are so many different things. Sometimes it's because what we do on Sunday mornings, we go to church. So, because I go to church, I'm a Christian. That's not what makes you a Christian. Sometimes it's think, it, we think that being a Christian is being a good person. Well, I'm trying my best. I want to tell you, that's not a Christian. Sometimes we associate being a Christian with what our parents did. I was raised in the so-and-so church. My family was an elder. My mom was this. My dad was this. Oh, I know about church. I'm sorry. That does not make you a Christian. So I just want you to just think. You know, in the word it says, in 1 Corinthians 13... Five. It says, "Examine yourself to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Surely you'll know you'll know if uh, that G- Jesus Christ is in you, unless you fail the test of genuine faith." So, as important for us to sometimes back up and look and say, "Test our faith a little bit and go. Okay, now where am I? Where am I right now? Where is my faith? What am I hearing right now? What am I listening to?" It's so important to periodically ask us because sometimes we get so caught up in the world and with our lifestyle and everything that comes like a whirlwind and then we just put Jesus on the side and go, whew, All Hey, at least I do this. At least I made it to church. Well, at least I sang that song. At least I got, you know, a little bit of scripture. Oh yeah, I read that verse. Okay, I'm done. Whew, thank you. Okay, go about my day. You know, the the Christianity in in the United States is so different. We all have this right to our own belief belief system. We have this right to our own lifestyle. If I don't agree with that, that's okay. Doesn't matter if it's in the word or not, if we even know the word or not, it's okay. And I want to challenge you, what voice are you listening to? We so much listen to the, the voice of the world and who it dictates of who you are. Example, I have a friend. Um, he was one of our kids in youth group. Um, love him dearly. He came back from the Navy. Uh, and he uh, did awesome. Captain, he retired. He came home. We had some fellowship with him. And, and he was telling me, he's like, man, I tried to get a job and they wanted my high school GPS. He's like, I don't want to go there. Like, okay, I did not do high school. I did not. So he was talking about all this stuff, and he was like, man, you know, I mean, I, if you're going to judge me based on my high school GPS, whew. Can't do this. I went in the Navy. I went, I did three tours to Iraq. I did this. I accelerated in this. I fixed this for, I did all these things and they want my GPS. And he goes, I'm sorry. I'm just stupid. I said, Oh no, sir. No, sir. Don't you judge your identity by what the world system says you are. I think too much we judge ourselves based on what the world says based instead of what pretend this is a Bible, okay? Instead of what the word of God says. And if we don't know the word of God we're not going to hear it. Next thing is who are we hanging with? That's a term, right? Can I say that? Is that cool? Who are we hanging with? (laughs) As followers of Jesus, we need people to lead us. We need mothers and fathers in the faith, big brothers and sisters, that we can go to and say, "Man, life really sucks right now. I don't know how to get out of this problem." How many of you guys? You look at me. Have you ever had problems before? Anybody? This section has not. How about over here? Ah, oh, awesome! Thank you, the older people. All right, we we've had problems. And sometimes you get in a spot, you're like, I don't don't know. I don't know what to do. Whatever. We'll just get up and do whatever. We need mothers and fathers in the faith. We need big brothers and sisters. And we don't need to sit down in our little chair and go, well, nobody's talked to me. We need to be active and get up and say, I need you. I need, a ma- I need a godly woman. If you're a woman, go to a woman. I'm just walking to my husband. I don't know why. If you're a woman, go to a woman. I need Godly counsel. I need you in my life. If you're a man, go to a man. I need God's wisdom. I'm so thankful for Teresa Barnes, young Christian, just coming out of, you know a denomination church in South Dakota, learning to date. Young man, never did things right. Of course you know if you're not a Christian, you're not going to do things right. Do you know that? Like, just saying, okay? So use your imagination. Yes, Lisa, okay, I get, I get you, all right. So um, I don't did, I know how to do this relationship thing. And so my sister said, call Teresa. I didn't sit in my chair and go, oh, I just wish Teresa would call me. Maybe she'd just call me. If she really loved me, she'd call me, you know? Doesn't she know I need her? I called her, Teresa, I need wisdom. I need, can we get together? Can we pray? Can we do a Bible study? I don't even know what I was asking. Maybe that was a good thing, right, Teresa? <laughs> and Ma and Teresa, tell you what, she loved me and now she, she set me, she told me what to do. She thought she was scaring me away because she thought she's protecting, you know, the, my, my CJ, the new youth pastor. And so she was like, okay, let's, get, let's do this Bible study. I'm like, yeah, let's do this Bible study. This is what you need to do. Okay, listen. and I just, I soaked it in. I was so hungry for someone to, to do that. So let me ask you, who are you going to? Who is someone you can go to and say, I need godly counsel? Because there's a lot of counsel out in the world that we should not be listening to. Turn off Facebook. Go to a godly man or woman. That you can trust and say, I need godly wisdom. I need to listen. Second thing is, is who's following you? Who is coming after you saying, you know, I've got this. I just really need someone to pray for me. Who are are you going after? We should not just have people who are going to, but we should have people also that we're going after just want to plug that in. We're so used to Christianity being a do whatever I want to do that it's time to change, saints. It is so weird. It's time for a change. It's time to get real. You know Jesus is real. How many know that Jesus is real? And sometimes it sure doesn't feel like it. Honestly. Oh, I've got to tell you this funny story. Okay. You guys will laugh. You better laugh. If you love me, you'll laugh. No, I'm sorry. Okay, Um, (laughs) the Lord has challenged me to start fasting. And I've had seasons of fasting before, especially if you've ever done anything with Teresa and her women's conferences. Boy, you better fast. Okay, so I I know. And I was real excited, like, yes, I'm going to start fasting. I'm so excited. I'm going to start fasting. It's really God if you know you're excited about it. And he told me to start a certain date. I'm like, all right. So we get back from vacation, and I'm like, really, I'm going to fast? oh, okay, okay. I guess I'm going to do this. And then the night before I was supposed to fast, I'm like, I don't know if I feel like it. Like, honest, I don't, I'm not really going to go without eating, you know? Like, this is, God, are you sure you're calling me to do this? So next morning I got up and I started fasting and started praying. And this is, and I have quiet times. I love the, I love the times I have with the Lord. But this that morning I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Lord, how do I pray? How do you fast? Like, what do you do? And I'm just like, all this doubt was just flooding me. Like, Lisa, what, what's going on? Like, oh, I guess I'm fasting. Oh, I probably should read the word. That's, uh, worship music. Okay. We're going to worship. Thank you, Jesus. Not praying tongues. Okay. Man, I don't, I I just like nothing. It was like so dead. And I'm And so I I kind of had a feeling like I'm I'm going to break my fast for supper. And then, of course, the enemy's like, oh, that's an American fast. That's not a real fast. If you really were fasting, you would not eat until tomorrow morning. You know, yeah, you're right. I'm doing it wrong again. Okay. I don't know what I'm doing. So I I kind And then finally, the Holy Spirit said, just do do your daily routine. Do your life. You have things you need to accomplish. Do it. All right. And so we did it. The end, you know. The next morning when I woke up, I had a, such a sharpness to hear the Holy Spirit. I was like, wow. I could hear so clearly things that he was speaking to me. So clearly. Sometimes we just need to fast. Our hearings have gotten kind of dull. We need to fast and go, oh, listen to the Lord. Wow, isn't that like crazy? Fast? Lisa, you want me to fast? No. I want you to listen to Jesus. I want you to hear him and what he's speaking to you. You know, it's really funny. It's really interesting how God speaks to us. Um, and I know a lot of you have heard the, you know, the Lord speak to you. Some of you probably have... I hear him sometimes, you know. Oh, I've heard him a couple times. Some of you are like, I've never heard God. God doesn't speak to me that way, which is a lie. He's always speaking to us. And so, but what I want to kind of explain to you um, is this how he speaks to us, how he leads us. Um, And one thing, too, I just want to throw out there is he's got such powerful things for you. Everybody in here, he's got such a work for you. It's not just to exist in your workforce. It's not just to exist on any one day. He's got a plan. He's got a gift inside of you that he wants to unlock and unleash. Do you believe that? And and I'm just going to throw this in there. I believe he's got a gift inside of you. That you have, you have no idea it's there. You have absolutely no idea it's there. You know, um, it, says, you know it says that um, God uses our weakness to confound the wise. And I used to think, oh, that's me, God. <laughs> and the Lord rebuked me and said, do not call weak what I have called Do not call yourself weak. That is not your identity, Lisa. You are not weak. You are not foolish. says, do not call foolish. And I was thinking that was me. Do not, you are not foolish. And a lot of times, I'm going to go back because I kind of messed something up, which is, you guys will love me anyways. It says, God uses the foolish things to confound the wise. And I I was hanging on to that word foolish, thinking that was me. The Lord was like, that is not you. You are not foolish. The Lord uses our weaknesses. There you go. He uses our weaknesses. And a lot of times we are terrified of our weaknesses. Terrified. We would so rather do something that we're good at than something that we're terrified at doing. And just how the Holy Spirit has led me is to how to face that fear. Fear. And he uses natural things that are going on in our lives to train us for the spiritual. I know that when I started the census a long time ago, back in 210, I guess, little housewife, six children. I mean, I'm telling you, I, was, I, I, had, I had a lot to do, just to let you know. And the Lord told me to do this, and I did it, and it was scary. Scary, scary, scary. We ha- I had to go down every road and mark every place that somebody does live or could live. Doesn't matter what it looked like. If there is a road, you better go down that road and see what's at the end. Now, here in Oklahoma, there's many roads in the country. There's like, we're not talking about a city block here. We're talking about like, <laughs> Payne County, you know. So you don't know where you're going to go or where you're going to get stuck or whose house you're going to end up at. But that was a job. And the Lord used that to build my faith. That was one area that he used. One time I, had a, I just had a, a word. I remember when uh, Dale and Teresa, Teresa had a women's conference. And I said, Teresa, I feel like the Lord gave me this word. And she goes, well, you share it. You share it. Boy, I was scared. I was so scared. Like, ah! and I shared it. I want to go to um, to Exodus. I almost said Moses. Isn't that funny? Let's go to the book of Moses. I I better go there too then, huh? I love... Where am I at? Okay, I'm make sure. Just be patient with me. Okay, I'm just gonna kind of give you a, a give you a story here about Moses. Everyone re, familiar with Moses, book of Moses, and things that happened. I, I just want to kind of give you a, a background of, of something that happened. <clears throat> So Moses was um, tending his sheep, and uh, he was walking in the field, the mountains, the area he was at, and all of a sudden he saw a fire burning. and He realized that the bush that was burning was not being consumed, and he thought, "Wow, that's kind of that's strange." And he went over to check it out, and the Lord appeared, and he said, "Moses, I am the Lord. Take off your shoes; you're standing in holy ground." So I'm just kind of paraphrasing. Go through the verse. You can nitpick me later. I'm just kind of giving you an overview. So Moses takes off his shoes. And I thought it was interesting because Moses didn't know who this was. He took off his shoes. And so um, he starts talking to Moses. And um, I might have to read it. And he said that he, he has observed the, the misery of the, his people. And he heard them crying out because of their oppressors. I, I'm, we're starting in seven right now, I guess. And um, he, so he came to, to, to rescue all them. Israel's cry, his help has come. And therefore, I'm going to send you to Pharaoh so you can lead my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. And Moses said, well, who am I? <laughs> God, who, me? Like, who am I? That I should go and do that. Um, you know, Moses grew up in the palace. He didn't grow up with, with the children, of his, with the, his people. He grew up in the palace. And so he felt very unqualified, let's say. Okay? How many of you ever done something and you were not, did not feel qualified? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm out of my comfort zone, God. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so, so God leads them through a thing. So, you know, what do I tell them? Who do I tell them sent me? And he says, you tell them I am who I am. And this is, this is um, I am has sent me to you. And of course, that was how God has revealed to them. And so when they hear I am who I am, they know that's God. God also said to Moses, um, I'm trying, trying to get to my point real quick. He promised to bring them out. And, it, and it, then it was kind of a beautiful story because he ends up telling um, telling Moses, he ends up saying, um, listen Moses, this is what's going to happen. And he gives him a list of everything that's going to happen. You're going to go to the Pharaoh. You're going to say, set my people free. You're going to do what I tell you to do. And what's going to happen is, you know, he, he's, he's going to reject you at first, but don't worry, I'm going to do all these signs and wonders. And so they're going to see um, that I'm leading you. And they're going to, he's, You know, you're gonna go through some things and he's gonna let you go. Like he just kind of gave him an overview. This is what's gonna happen. Okay. Moses like, okay. He said, So you're my spokesperson and I want you to go. And Moses was like, he told me, said, Lord, you don't okay, wait, wait. You want me to go and talk to Pharaoh. Okay, there's something you don't understand. I never have been, I am not now, nor will I ever be. I'm a horrible speaker. I can't speak. God, do you not know this about me? I've never been this way. Never. And the Lord said, don't worry. Don't worry. I will give you the words to say as it comes up. And and he's like, no, 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 God, not me. You don't understand. And I read that, uh, you know, just him like going, no, 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 God. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, when we let fear dictate what we're going to do, when we let fear dictate what we're going to do, God will give it to someone else. He'll give the, the job he asked to you for someone else. He said, okay, fine. He got fresh with Moses. He goes, okay, fine. Uh, give me Aaron. And I heard that. And I'm like, you know, it was never God's intention to use Aaron. He wanted to use Moses. But fear came over him. He's like, you don't understand the weakness I have, God. You don't understand that. You don't understand that. I'm afraid. I'm really afraid, God. I'm really... No. Now, he did use Moses to speak. He did. But, but for the first thing he did is run away. And I know so many times that's how the Lord has trained me out of fear and how to listen to my voice. When I hear his voice and I go, okay, God, I'm going to do this census thing. And it's so scary to do something new that you've never done before. But you know, the Lord trains us. He works with us with our fear. He does a little bit at a time. A little bit of our time. At a time to help us to overcome our fear. And I think one thing really interesting about the Lord too is, you know, He speaks our heart language. Like we all have a language we speak. But not like English or Spanish or whatever your native tongue is. But He has this language That if he says one word or phrase, we know immediately what it means. How many of you guys know what I'm talking about? You know, so like someone says, hey, what you doing? What's going on with you? I don't know all the things. I'm just pretending like I'm cool. I'm not. You know, and people are like, oh, yeah. Hey, What's, what's that? What's up, dog? What's that saying? Right? I can't say. I'm too white. I can't do it. Okay. And so, you know, you say that and people go, oh, I know what that means. That's my language. You know, we all have a heart language that we speak. And God knows that heart language. And it doesn't have to... He can say one phrase that could take me 15 minutes to explain to you what it means. But in my heart, I know God's telling me to do this. That's how he speaks. You tune your ear. You tune your heart to him. Now, one way he speaks to me is he speaks to me... um, I I love horses. You guys know I just love horses. I'm a horse person. And um, I work with horses. My horses and my neighbor's horses... And one way the Lord speaks to me is through horses. Okay? So, I'm going to get this right. I'm going to show you. Y'all having a little horse cowboy lesson this morning, okay? Okay, so horses are a prey animal. Imagine a thousand pound animal. They are a prey animal. So horses are afraid of everything that can or could or would eat them. That's how they, that's how they roll. So they are very skilled, like a deer. Think of a deer. Cute little dainty deer that runs away because it hears. Well, that's what a horse is, that they're not dainty by any means. Um, and they're also, what they do is they either will run away. It's called flight, just what it sounds like. Flight, you're going to fly. Think of a big animal flying away from you. Or they'll fight. They'll kick, they'll bite, they'll paw, or they'll do both when they get afraid. And I've always thought about this, how interesting that is, because I think, you know, Lord, people are a lot like that. When we get afraid, we either run away or we fight. When we feel insecure about something, we will run away or we'll fight. And a lot of us, I, I, um, I'm like, wow, that's, that, that just kind of really ministered to me. So that's, anyways. So one way to train a horse, one of the ways is called desensitization, where you're getting them used to everything. See, they react. Their normal thing is they react to everything. So if something happens, they don't think about it, they react. I teach uh, horse riding lessons, and I always ask my students, when you get really upset, have you just done something and just reacted, and you didn't really think about it? And they're like, uh-huh, like someone hit you or did something to you, and you just punched them, or you said the wrong thing, and, you're, and, you, and then later you regretted it, and you're like, man, I shouldn't have done that. I didn't think about it, you know, we don't rationalize. Oh, this is making me fearful. You know, we don't stop. That's not how our brain always works. We just automatically react. So, this is just, this is my training. This is not a whip, okay? So, this is, this is a stick and this is a rope. And when using this to train horses, it's like my arm's this long. My, obviously it's not. And so, there's places and areas around horses that you just don't want to get too close to. Because, you know, if I got this close, it'd be kind of really dangerous. If they were scared of me doing something like this, they would react. So, this is much safer. Okay, just so we know. Rope, simple... CJ, is there anything that's hard on here, on this rope at all? Anything? Not at all? Not scary? You look at this rope, you say, no, Lisa, that's not scary. Okay. Well, to a horse, this could eat eat them, okay? They don't know that. They really don't. So, part of the... The process of training them through their fear is getting them to used to anything. So a simple, and don't try this at home. I just want to let you know. Okay. There's a little more to it than this, but I, this is just a general overview. Okay. Simple training, what I do. And you think, oh, Lisa, that's not scary. Well, I, I've had many horses freak out over this simple, this simple gesture and get rope burns in my hand because just the simple gesture totally freaked them out. So this is fear right here and they're getting used to it and you'll see that when they stop running away and stop moving you'll see them kind of lick their lips or chew a little bit maybe lower their head and they'll be relaxing you can go good good boy good girl okay so that's fear well then what you need to do they're used to that you need to come from a different angle go to the back and boy I had a horse I did this to the back leg and you think oh what a cute pony oh Paula Hall you know that I that (laughs) whip as gentle as I did this this whip went whoosh out of my hand so fast it's like okay gentle whoosh you know not liking that okay they're used to it it's not gonna bite them it's not gonna eat them let's do it a different angle let's go to the front You start working with them. You do all the aerial. Let's go over your neck. Let's do that. Does that bother you? And then you can start doing the scary things. Okay? I did this earlier and no one got hurt. I didn't hurt anything. So they're used to the rope. Great. We got that done. I want them to get used to the noise. I have hit myself with this before. Just saying. And whatever you do to one side, you have to do to the other side. You're getting them used to it. And I just think, you know, people are like that. We have to get used to things. People have hurt us. You've come from an abusive relationship. You've come from a bad church. You're shy. You don't feel like you're smart. You don't feel important. A lot of scary things out there. How many of you guys know that? A lot of scary things out there. And the Lord works with us over and over to get us used to. What is he training us? Training us to hear him so we can can think correctly and not just react. Next, what he'll do. Okay, you're used to that. Did the census, Lisa. Good job. All right. I'm going to go over. I'm just telling you. Okay? All right. But you love me, right? Everyone love? Yeah, everyone loves me? Great. Get something else scary. What is this? A paper sack. I have got like a couple plastic glasses in there just to make noises. So it sounds scary. But there's nothing in here that's going to like hurt anybody. So I got that. I'm going to show you something real quick. Oh, la, la, la. It's easier to do it, and you can take your time. Okay, this might fall off. It's not very good on here. So you think, oh, my horse is okay with a rope. Yes, he knows that's not going to eat them. But what about a paper bag? Hmm. Same thing. You want to see a horse freak out? Same thing. Wah! It's going to eat me! Same thing. We're getting him used to things. The Lord's getting us used to life. He's getting used to hearing his voice. He's getting us used to obeying him. He's getting used to all sorts of things so we don't freak out and we can hear his voice. That's how he trains us. He works with us. He's a good, good father. He's gentle. He's not giving us anything that's going to hurt us. He's giving us something so we can get used to it. And even though we're afraid, we can walk through the fear. Let so me take this on the horse and I just want to do this. They're like, oh, it's going to bite me. No, it doesn't. It does a paper bag. And you know, when we get to the end of this life and we're going to see the enemy for who he is and what are we going to say? This is what I was afraid of. Really, Lord, this is what scared me? This is why I was scared to go to my neighbor to invite people over, to go to a treasure hunt? Is this is this what I was afraid of? Is this what's really... Well, what's with that? We're going to see the enemy as who he is. I've got a video I would like to share with you. And um, it's just going to kind of give more of a, a visual of what I did. And then, and, and just watch that and that'd be good. My, <laughs> I well, Okay. This is how God speaks to me. Lisa, there is nothing to be afraid of. You can trust me. Lisa, this is a new season in your life. And it's really scary right now, but you can trust me. Lord, I have no money right now. You don't understand my circumstances. And he says, you can trust me. And he says, God, I'm nobody. I, maybe I didn't even have a high school diploma. I'm a dropout. I'm a failure. And he says, you can trust me. But God, you don't understand. Oh, he understands. And he took care of it at the cross. But Lord, I've never done this before. It's okay. I'll teach you. I'll train you. You can trust me. See the small things in life that we go through. And let me just put this out there. There's nothing scary that you're, that's going on in your life that God's not putting you in, training you in. Get in, get in the, in the arena. (laughs) Get in the round pen. It's time to stretch. It's time to hear God's voice again. What's he giving you? What are you afraid of? There's no, there's no failure and, there's no fear and failure. We put so much, if I fail God, you're going to eat me. No, he's not. Harder taking risks. I could get run over. Do you know that? Like, I could seriously get hurt. But he says, do you trust me? Do you trust me? I could totally do something wrong when I'm preaching up here. And somebody would be like, oh my goodness, out! Ah! you know. But he's like, do you trust me? What is he training you to do? What are the simple tasks that you have performed that you're so scared of, but you did them anyways? Maybe it's saying, oh, you know what? I really want to pray with him, but I'm scared. What if I miss it? So it's not the we put so much faith in failure and in our fear instead of putting faith in God. <laughs> do you hear me? We put so much faith in getting it wrong and getting eaten by the lions that we forget who our God is. This is our God. This is our God. And he is a loving God and he loves you. And there is so much more that he wants you to do than what you're doing now. What is it he's calling you to? What is it He's calling to you to? What is it that you're to get over fear? It doesn't matter your status. It doesn't matter what the world has labeled you. I've never been to college, never. Don't faint. But that is not who I am. That is not what God's called me to do. There are so many things I can say that. Well, God hasn't worked in my life this way. I don't care. I don't care, God. I want you. What do you? Jesus. And it's a simple, beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Lord, I need you. Okay, Lord, I've gotten it wrong a lot. but let's start over. Like, so many times, I feel like I've had to press the start over button and say, okay, start over. I'm gonna gonna be a Christian. Lord, here I am. Um, I'm giving you my heart again. My life is yours. And what... um, Lord, thank you for making me clean and cleansing. I mean, I just like, it's like just pushing the reset button and going, here I am, God. Okay. All right, I'm good now. Let's go. You know, just, just a simple, let's just do this over. Let's just do this thing again, God. Okay, Lord, this person really hurt me and I really need healing. So I'm going to do the scary thing and I'm going to seek after healing. Um. I feel like there's a lot of hurting people in here. Like there's a lot of things that you could look at in your past. And a lot of things maybe you're currently going through um, that are scary and that hurt. And I, I just believe the Holy Spirit's wanting to heal you. I really believe he just wants us to get, get through our fear and to grab onto him. Amen. Like he loves you so much. Can we dare to think that God may want to use you to do a mighty work for him? Can we dare do that? We need to turn, it, we need to turn off that, that fear. We let fear come in and rule our thoughts. When we meet somebody who intimidates us, when we're scared of ourselves... When we're scared of God. (laughs) Thank you. Everyone just stand. I'd just like to invite you all to stand. Time went by way fast. You know, can you play the song? Is it okay? Okay. That would be awesome. Um, What I want you to do is I want you just to ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, help me to hear. (laughs) What are you saying to me? And Lord, what am I afraid of? What What is it that you're working on in me? What things am I trying to overcome? What things are you training me to do? Who do I need to get with? Even though I'm scared they might bite me, Lord, seriously. I'm scared I'm going to get hurt. But, Lord, what do I need to do to start this healing process? What do I need to do? What do I need to do, Lord? Just start, just close your, raise your hands. And if you're afraid to raise your hands, let's get through that fear, okay? And seriously, sometimes we are. We're just terrified to worship. We are terrified. We. I mean, there's just some. sometimes, and I had to go through it too. I had to learn how to give it all, how to give it all. And it is a learning thing. And it's a real thing. Let's just raise your hand. And I want you to ask the Lord. Lord, what are you saying to me? Train my ear to hear your voice, Lord God. Help me to overcome fears, Lord God. Help me to embrace the cross. I want to hear the voice of the Lord to awaken your heart. I want to pray for all of you who need Jesus. You need to hear his voice. You need to get through fear. You need to overcome some things in your life. Maybe it's just you've never heard God's voice and you need to today. There's some things that are going on in your hearts right now. Like you feel like maybe some of those horses that you're just running away from everything. But I'm going to tell you, Jesus has the halter. He's got the lead. He's not going to let you run away. He's not going to eat you. He's not going to harm you. He wants to love on you. I want to invite you up here right now. I want you to invite you here in the presence. It's time to walk through some fear, to be bold, to step out. You just want to worship. Lord, I will not be afraid. I'm not afraid of your agenda. <laughs> I'm not afraid of new seasons. And I'm not afraid of the old one. My past no longer has anything over me. <laughs> Father God, I just released anointing on my brothers and sisters in Jesus' name. And you don't care about...